You are listening to Redefining Disability, an adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Move United. I am your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Move United Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Each week, tune in to hear how sports have made it possible for our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. Amy Purdy lost her legs below the knees when she was 19 years old. Throughout her recovery, she vowed to snowboard again. At that time, adaptive snowboarding was essentially non-existent. If she wanted to ride again, she would have to figure it out. And that she did. Amy and her husband co-founded Adaptive Action Sports and would make history by winning the inaugural bronze medal in para-snowboarding in 2014. She would add two more medals at the 2018 Paralympics. Amy also competed on the TV show Dancing with the Stars, showing the world the possibilities and what adaptive athletes are capable of. And just this past weekend, Amy was inducted into the Adaptive Sports Hall of Fame in the winter sports category. So, Amy, I thought we'd just start by uh, talking a little bit about, I mean, I think most folks that are probably listening at least know who you are and, and the in the snowboarding space. And uh, so I thought we'd just start by talking about how did you get into dance? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I can't say that I ever was a dancer. I have zero dance experience, except for when I was 11 years old, my mom put me in country clog dancing. And <laughs> I was a part of the um, like Las Vegas country clog dancers. And that is the only experience that I had with dancing. I mean, maybe it gave me a little bit of rhythm, which is good. Maybe, you know, maybe it came to play when I when I did Dancing with the Stars. But really, I, I, I didn't have any background in dancing, but I was, you know, I was snowboarding at that time. And I also really became known in a way for being kind of the face of the snowboard, Paralympic snowboard movement. And because of that, I ended up on cereal boxes and billboards and had incredible sponsors, which I was so grateful for. And, um, and my, I, I was on this billboard for Coca-Cola in Los Angeles, I guess, just right off the 405. <laughs> and one of the Dancing with the Stars producers saw it and didn't know anything about me. Maybe she Googled me a little bit, but she reached out to my website and to my email and she said, I, I'm an executive director for the TV show Dancing with the Stars. We'd love to have you on the show. Can we have a conversation? And so when I first had that conversation with them, I did not really think that it was happening. There's a lot of times people reach out and say, hey, we've got a cool project going on and we'd love to have you involved. And so I kind of I kind of got to a point where I never trusted that anything would happen until it actually happened and I was there doing it. <laughs> so... I, I had this conversation with them about, you know, if I think I could dance in two prosthetic legs. And I said, well, I know I can dance in the club with my friends and my husband, um, or he was my boyfriend at the time. I was like, but, you know, can I ballroom dance? I have no idea. Can my feet move in the way I need them to? I have no idea. But I'm always open to trying new things. And I ended up yeah, being a contestant on the show. And so really my intro to dancing was uh, being on the TV show Dance with the Stars and competing in front of millions of people and and judges. <laughs> Quite an introduction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got thrown into it. That's how I started. 
So since you were open to it, there was there was no hesitation on your end. You were like, uh, "Let's do it. Let's try it." <laughs> um, initially there wasn't hesitation. I am kind of a yes person, where I'm like, "Sure, let's try new things. This sounds fun." But then as we got closer, in fact, I didn't know it was happening. They kind of, they inquired, I think it was November of 2013 that they reached out. And then, and then they said, okay, you'll be hearing from us. But I didn't get my hopes up because just so many things have come my way in the past that never actually happened that I've just learned to not get too excited until I'm there doing it. And so I really just kind of let it pass and thought, well, it, you know, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. I started focusing which I was heavily focused on the Paralympic Games at that point anyways. So I really just dove into training for the Games. And then it was about two weeks before going to Sochi, Russia for the Paralympics that they reached out with a contract and said, all right, we love you on the show. And it just so happened the show, the very first live show was just 72 hours after my race in Sochi. And I was getting ready to take off to Sochi so I thought, oh my gosh, I'm not even going to be able to practice. Like this, this actually doesn't work. And and I remember telling my manager, I, I said, man, this would be perfect if it came a few weeks later and I actually had time to train and then I would be here in the States. And so we reached out to them and said, I'm going to be in Sochi and um, I don't think it's it's going to work. And they said, well, we'll just fly your partner to Russia to work with you. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, so that's amazing. It is happening, I guess. And so when it became real like that, I did get very nervous. I I did say, yes, I'm in. I don't know how we'll do this. It overlaps so much, but yes, I'm in. And then I suddenly got nervous that, you know, I started thinking, I really don't know if I can do this. Now the world is going to be watching and I don't want to... I don't want to I don't want to fail in a way where I somehow prove that some that someone with a disability can't do this. I, I wanted to I thought if I'm going to do this, I'm representing a, a whole community of people and I want to be able to show that, yes, you can do this. But I didn't know. And so I did get very nervous. I I, I went down a rabbit hole one night and called my my manager and said, I'm not doing it because the last thing I need to do is make a fool out of myself where people, I just prove everybody right. People with disabilities can't like do something this big. And, um, and I remember him just saying, Amy, if you just made it through one show, just one show, like that's incredible. And, um, and so I just had that in my mind. I just thought, just make it through one show, Amy. And so to make it all the way to the end and almost win was absolutely the biggest surprise and journey of my life. <laughs> and obviously you had an amazing partner uh, for those that yeah. you know, watch the show and, and follow the show. Um, were, how, how was it a learning process for him? Oh, big time. Yeah. I got so lucky. I mean, really, I just, it was serendipitous the way that it came together to have a partner um, to have who I think was the absolute most creative, best partner I could have had, which was Derek Huff. And it's funny, when I first told my family I was doing Dancing with the Stars, which I didn't even tell them until right before going to Russia, because I just kept feeling like, I still don't believe this is happening until I'm on the dance floor doing it. <laughs> I'm like, are they really going to fly my partner out? And they're really going to figure this out? Um, 
And so I, it was right before I went to Russia, just days before I, I told my sister, Hey, I think I'm going to do the TV show dancing with the stars. Like they out, they reached out and she said, Oh my gosh, you better have Derek Huff. You have to have Derek Huff. I didn't even know who he was at that time. Um, and, uh, it was maybe good that I didn't know who he was because I wasn't starstruck, you know, but when I first met him and they flew him out to Sochi Mm. and basically the way that it worked is the other dancers had three weeks to prepare for the first live show. And that's seven hours a day, however long you need to prepare for that first dance because that overlapped with the Paralympic games. I had three half days and that's it. I learned my dance in three in like three half days. And that's three hours a day. That was my half day. It was like maybe three to four hours a day for three days. At the same time, I was training on the Paralympic course to compete. So I actually didn't even tell. It's so wild. I was thinking about this the other day. I didn't even tell the Paralympics or anything that I was doing this. I just thought I'm going to just sneak away and dance on my off time. I ended up telling my, I tell, I told my coach when I got to um, Sochi, I said, so I I'm on the show dancing with the stars or flying my partner, Derek Huff out, and I'm going to need a couple hours a day to dance with them. And so it worked out beautifully, actually, because I would snowboard for four hours each day. Then I would take two gondolas down, jump in a taxi cab, head to the town over, and then meet Derek and dance with him in the basement of this like Russian hotel where we didn't even have a full length mirror to like see what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we only had three half days to prepare. And then I compete, then he flew home, I competed, and then instantly after I competed, I so I won my med, I won a bronze medal. And then I went straight to the airport. So I couldn't even celebrate with everybody. But I went straight to the airport, jumped on a plane, flew 24 hours later, or flew 24 hours, and then basically landed, went straight into the CBS studios. And it was like hair, makeup, spray tan, sparkles, eyelashes. And I was just like pushed out on stage. And I was live in front of millions of people (laughs) dancing the cha-cha-cha. So it happened so fast. But for Derek, I mean, it was, he, he ended up, writing a book after our experience together. And a big part of that book was our experience, um, just learning from each other and and how much it challenged us. And it, it was challenging for me, obviously dancing on two prosthetic legs and not having my feet move the way I need them to. My feet were slippery. I would slip on the floor. I mean, there was so much, it was so challenging. It's hard to even describe. It's more than you could ever imagine because my feet, because I don't have all these bones and muscles, they had to be right underneath me. If I even stepped out an inch too wide, I'd slip and fall. So like everything had to be so precise with how he would choreograph these dances. And, um, and yet I had to somehow remain graceful and look like relaxed while I'm doing it when I'm like really rigidly trying to stay, you know, do the moves that I have to do in order to, you know, do it. And so for him, it really stretched him creatively because there's a lot of moves that he normally would do that I couldn't do. Um, A lot of the other dancers will create their dance, then teach it to their star but Derek had to really create the dance in the moment by the way I could move. And so 
he would see me even walking in and and say, oh, the way you just walked there, we'll make that a move. Um, He would, you know, then he'd say, can you do this? Can you do this? He'd move me in these different motions. And whatever I could do, he'd say, okay, we're going to add that to the dance. Whatever I couldn't do, we just cut it out. We're not even going to try because um, we're trying to really highlight what I'm capable of doing. And so he was able to really create these dances um, in the moment, but then also he had to get just so creative. I mean, there were some, some dance that we both had to get creative. Some dances like the quick step where we were really hoping we wouldn't get that dance at any point because you have to gracefully, um, go across the dance floor and you have to really travel far. And my prosthetic feet, it almost felt like I was dancing in bricks. They never moved the way I need them to. They just were stuck. They were not that they were heavy. They were just so stiff and stuck. And there's just, there's not any feet that are made for dancing. And so some of these dances where you had to be able to do certain things, my feet just did not allow me to do those things. And we thought we were being eliminated because we could not figure this dance out without me being able to actually do the movements I was supposed to do. And all the other stars and dancers had their dances figured out that particular week. This was week 10. They had their dances figured out. You only have seven days to prepare. So they had theirs figured out by Wednesday, and then they would just be practicing it the rest of the week. It was, I believe it was probably Thursday that we realized we don't even have a dance because I, we could not get my feet to move the way we need them to. So my husband said, what about your running blades that are collecting dust in the closet? He overnighted those to me and they worked. And so we choreographed that dance on Saturday and practiced it Sunday and went out on Monday and got all tens. And, um, we were both pushed creatively so much, like we were committed to figuring it out. And I think that's what it's like. So you're just kind of firing on all cylinders. Like if there's gotta be a way and somehow every week we found a way. So Derek, you know, he, he had to do things he had never done before. I I, I wasn't cookie cutter uh, compared to maybe other um, athletes he had worked with. And I'd imagine it was probably the most challenging, but exciting experience for him as well. Um, because we just both grew creatively and grew, like it grew our resilience and, and pushed us so hard. So yeah, it was, I mean, it was a, it was an incredible experience and I never could have imagined going on to a dance show would be so meaningful, but it it really was. And it kind of shaped I feel like it kind of shaped my life in a way that I stepped out of there different than I walked in. And I think that's probably true for any, you know, kind of unique or new experience. And, and I, I was going to be kind of a follow-up question that I had for you, Amy, in terms of as, as what did it do for you? What, what does dance, you know, what yeah. does dance symbolize for, I mean, for, for you as an individual or for anybody that, you know, I mean, we're hoping that this, we encourage other individuals mm-hmm. with differing disabilities and abilities to, to try dance. And so what do you yeah. think it is about dance? You know, first of all, you don't need all these fancy, like say you're an amputee, you don't need all these fancy feet to dance. I needed those to do what we were doing, but the the dance in itself 
is so empowering to just move your body, to turn on music and be able to move your body feels so good and so empowering. And I do feel like when you have a disability, you you do feel limited. Uh, even if you're a Paralympic snowboarder, right? Like I, I almost didn't even know how limited I, I didn't know how much I was limiting myself until I started dancing because I, 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 for a while there, I couldn't let loose. I kept telling Derek, well, I can't do that. Like I, I can't move my leg that way. It wasn't until, I mean, he really shook me up and we, we had to try a million different things. And I had to believe in the impossible in a way that I started to realize, oh my gosh, I can dance. I can look graceful. I can move my body in a fluid way. I don't have to be so rigid. I don't have to be so stiff. Um, a lot of it was in my own mind that I just believed I I had to walk a certain way and be in control a lot because I am walking on these like prosthetic legs. And it, and it wasn't until I realized, no, this is just about freely moving your body that I realized we all can do this, you know, and, and this feels so good to it, it, to move and feel empowered and, and feel the music. And I still do it to this day. I just, two days ago, I was working out, we have a workout room in our house and I was working out and the song came on the radio that I love so much. And I just got up and started moving and dancing by myself in, you know, in my house with my music and just like, God, it feels so good to just move. And all of a sudden you start thinking of, I don't know. I feel like when you take action and move your body in a certain way, your endorphins get kicked up and, and you're feeling the music and then you feel inspired and then it helps get you inspired about other parts of your life. I just think movement, movement is so amazing. In fact, my partner, Derek Huff says motion equals emotion, mm -hmm. not the other way around. Like, oh, I feel a certain way. So then I'm going to go do this. It's more like no, you go do this, then you start to feel a certain way. And that's what dance does. You start to move your body and then you start to feel inspired and then you start to feel empowered. And I, whether you have a disability or not, I think it's something that we all should be doing. It's like almost like this just incredible tool that's at our fingertips that we don't use enough. And it's as simple as turning on music and allowing ourselves to move to it and let it flow through you. It feels so good. And so, um, yeah, so first of all, coming off of the show, I fell in love with dance and I wish I had done it way sooner. I wish I looked back and thought, gosh, I wish I had, when my mom put me in country clock dancing, I wish I would have kept going. Like, I wish I would have done dance when I was young. Cause it's, it's just so impactful in our lives. And then, but then I also learned from the show, just, you know, how, if I didn't already know that I could do hard things, then I definitely knew I could do hard things, that I could work under pressure. And that when you are dedicated to figuring something out, you will. And even if you have to get creative, be flexible, do it differently. Um, when you're committed to a goal and you and you absolutely apply yourself, you will figure out a way to do it. And we did that every single week. And so that was empowering. And, um, and I just knew from that point forward that I wanted to one way or another, just have dance continue to be a part of my life. 
And obviously, besides the informal sessions, um, have you utilized or put that put that skill those skill sets that you learned to to, to use? So I did have an opportunity uh, to dance in the Rio Paralympic Games in 2016, and um, it. I'll tell you, I was actually incredibly nervous. I turned that down a couple times because. <laughs> First of all, the Dancing with the Stars dances were only like a minute and a half long. Mm -hmm. But this Paralympic opening ceremonies dance was five minute long, five minutes long. Um, also, I didn't have my partner. I didn't have Derek Huff. This was a solo dance. And I thought, well, I can't dance on my own. I mean, I know how to do these partner type dances, but I'm going to be just on my own without holding on to anybody I was very, very nervous about that because I, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I made it so far in Dance with the Stars. People expect me to be good. Now I'm showing up very um, vulnerable on my own and seeing if I can really do this on my own without Derek. So I was very nervous. I turned it down a couple of times, but then I got really inspired. Like, you know, I've never gotten anywhere in my life by saying no and getting scared and letting my fear win. Um, it's always pushing myself out of my comfort zone and taking risks that has led me to incredible either experiences or opportunities. And so I decided to go for it. And I ended up, um, I ended up in Rio in Brazil for a month. I was dancing with a robot, which what, which was my partner, which was really cool. And as we were developing the dance, I, they were um, programming the robot to be able to match me in that dance. So it was this really cool combination of like human and technology and, um, and this really interesting relationship. They brought this robot, which was, doesn't look like a robot with eyes. It's called KUKA and it typically makes cars. It actually works in an assembly line to, to make cars, but it has all these pivoting and moving parts and mm -hmm. the way they brought it to life really felt like a partner to me and like, like it had a personality. It was so interesting. And so, um, I loved that process of being in Brazil and training for this dance. And, and then, um, when I actually performed it, it ended up being one of the coolest experiences of my life. I remember walking out into the middle of the stadium, which is called the, I think it's called the Mercona Marcona, I might be saying that wrong, but it's, it's a, like a world famous soccer stadium down there. And so just to be a part of that, like, like Brazil was just so supportive of like the Paralympics are here. And like, that's where the opening ceremonies were. And I'm telling you, everyone in Brazil was so supportive. It was unreal. I've just never felt support like that, not just for myself, but for the Paralympics ever. It, it was, it was incredible. Um, I feel like the entire country came out to support. And I, as I was walking into the stadium, they had all the lights dimmed and I could see the stars in the sky. And then I was in the center of the stadium and the music started slowly. And I was just looking up and I remember some raindrops were kind of starting to hit my face a little bit. And it was so silent in there. I knew that there was 80,000 people surrounding me. Plus, apparently 200 million people were watching it live on TV. 
And so I knew the the vastness of this, but yet it was kind of just me in the darkness looking up at the stars and the music started. And it makes me emotional because I just was like, this is so cool. And I'm so grateful I get to have an opportunity like this to show what the possibilities are and also represent the Paralympic Games in such a artistic, cool way. And um, yeah, and so I, I did my dance. The dance was, it started out slow and I wore one pair of feet. I wore these tippy toe feet that are actually swimming feet, um, but they're, they look like ballerina feet. And that's what I used on Dancing with the Stars. So the first half of the dance, I was wearing those feet. Then uh, the lights went black. The music stopped for a second. Actually, the kuka started to do... Um, I dance while I stepped into the darkness and I swapped legs. I went into my running blades and then, and I only had about, I mean, I think I had like 15 seconds or something to do that. And then I stepped into the light and this whole different, my hair was down and had these different legs on and did a whole new dance. I did the Brazilian Samba, which was incredible. And, um, it was just such a it was just such a cool experience. I'm so happy I didn't let my fear of failure stop me. Mm-hmm. And um and then what was really amazing, so I walked off stage, I kind of I strutted off stage and this this um this spotlight followed me. Well, in the Olympic open ceremonies just a few weeks before, Giselle, uh the supermodel Giselle did that exact thing, walked off stage with the spotlight following her. So they started calling me the Paralympic Giselle. And and the next day, it was so wild. I went to breakfast. I was staying in this nice hotel in Coca-Cabana Beach. And I went to um, have breakfast. And right when I checked in, that the hostess said, oh my gosh, you're Amy Purdy. And I said, yeah. And she goes, you're on the cover of our paper, like across all Brazil. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? Well, this is what's so crazy is their president was impeached the day before. And when we got this paper, I was on the cover and it was like the Paralympic Giselle, Amy Purdy. And it was like me dancing. And on the bottom was the, the president's impeachment. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, like my, you know, my, I guess, story was put, you know, front and center above the impeachment of their own president, which was wild. Um, and then just the people who came up to me and were like, oh my God, we watched. And it just made me realize too, I was just, just the support. It's, there's certain countries that are just so supportive of the events that are brought there. And Brazil, they got so much, um, such a bad rap in the media, but in real life, it was the coolest environment, culture, experience that I had been a part of. And the people were so supportive. And um, so I, I was just really grateful to be able to support something like the Paralympics within a within such a supportive environment. and. You know, and like I said, do something that totally terrified me to do on my own, but I'm grateful that I did because it ended up being one of the coolest experiences of my life. And and you talked about, you know, uh, the the uh, quick step 
you know, and 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 that one being kind of a, a difficult one. What was your favorite dance that you got to learn and got to perform? So there's there's definitely some favorites favorites for different reasons. But I mean, I think what I think um most of the audience and viewers favorite was the dance that I did for my dad. And my dad gave me a kidney. Um, I had a kidney transplant and he was the donor when I was 21. And so we created this most memorable moments dance around the fact that my dad saved my life. And I surprised him with that dance. He didn't know anything about it that whole week. I just knew he needed to be there in the audience. And I told him, um, this dance. I don't, I don't even think I said, this is for you. We just said, we just need you to be in the audience. And then, then you watch the package. And that's when I was talking about my dad and my kidney transplant and how grateful I was and that we created this dance for him. And so I think that one was the most emotionally impactful for me and also the viewers. I didn't think I'd do something that emotional on the show. I thought I was going on to learn how to salsa I didn't know I'd be like sharing such a deep part of my story through the dance, but that's what's so amazing about dance is to be able to um, just to be able to express yourself in that way that maybe you can't even express yourself through words. Um, It was for me, very special for my family and I to be able to thank my dad in that way. And, um, but then there were other dances that were also favorites of mine. Um, the the quick step was one of them. So that was the one that we almost couldn't do because of the feet, but it was so freeing and fun and the way you travel across the dance floor. And I loved the song and it was so upbeat. In fact, that that is the dance I share in all of my keynote speeches because it's just like, it's incredible that we were able to figure this out so quickly with these running blades and it just it's just such a joyful, that was such a joyful dance for me. So that's one of my favorites. But then um, another one of my favorites was that I think it was the very last dance. Um, so, so we did our finale. And then after that, that night, after doing the finale, they give you three hours to create another dance. It was like a challenge where the, th- the, the, three of us that were up against each other. We, or no, there were four of us or something that we had to create a a dance in three hours and perform it the next day. And so somehow we did it. And when I went out to do this dance, it's like the judging was over. We did our finale dance. All the pressure was off, right? It was almost just like, this is, this is my last moment on the dance floor. And I, I realized how far I had come, like the fact that I learned to dance in three hours and then I performed it perfectly and I enjoyed every moment and it was so fun and cool. And it just was, I I just thought I want to have this last moment just with no pressure and just being totally present and enjoying every second. And I did. And so when I go back and look at that dance, I feel like it was just the coolest experience that all came together. It shows me how much I learned. And um, yeah, it was just kind of my last, I was going to say my last moment on the dance floor, but I'd say my last moment on the dance floor for the show, mm-hmm. I I then was brought back multiple times for like to celebrate. I, I danced a few times after that on the show, they would bring us back on to do some stuff. So, but it was, you know, that was, that kind of wrapped up my 
journey on Dancing with the Stars. And it was, it was just incredible. And my, my last question for you actually goes back to one of our first, first part of our conversation when you had that hesitation to even be a part of the show because, you know, you didn't want, uh, you didn't want it to go badly and represent people with disabilities in a bad way. How do you think it opposite of that? How do you think that it actually helped move and advance uh, yeah. you know, uh, dis- you know, disability and, and showcase what people with disabilities can do. Yeah. Well, it absolutely shifted perspectives in a massive way, in a, in a global way, in a way I never could have imagined. Um, before the show, if I was walking down the street in a skirt and you saw my prosthetic legs, like, let's say I was walking past a mom and her kids and the kids are maybe staring at me and the mom says, oh, that's rude. And all of a sudden there's this awkward moment of like, you're not supposed to stare, but the people are staring at me because something's not right. That was my experience before being on Dancing with the Stars. Um, After being on Dancing with the Stars, and it was like an instant shift. And it was as soon as they flew us to New York right after the show, then I flew home for the first time in three months because I hadn't been there even before the Paralympic Games. The last time I was home was before the Paralympic Games. So as I was flying in the airport just after Dancing with the Stars, people were coming up to me left and right. And I'm, you know, I'm walking in a skirt and you see my legs. People are coming up to me left and right saying, oh, my God, that was amazing. That was incredible. We were voting for you. It's so cool what you can do. Your legs are amazing. And it's still like that. If I walk down the street, people will say, oh, my God, those are amazing. I loved what you did on Dancing with the Stars and all the feet. And it just shifted the way I think people, to a degree, it definitely made an impact on how a big part of society saw disability and also saw, you know, like I might have been someone they would feel bad for before, but now they realize, well, you can do all this and you have this experience. They just, you know, it's really amazing how much I think it impacted just perspectives on what, what we're all capable of doing and to kind of just look at things a little bit differently, you know, instead of like, how am I limited by these legs? It's more, it's more like all the things you can do with those legs, you know, it's just a, a different perspective. And so that, I think that was the most profound experience. Um, I'd walk into grocery stores and people would stop me and say, oh my gosh, I never thought I'd meet you, but I got to tell you, like you changed, one lady said, you changed the world. You changed the way people see disability. My son has a disability. People are treating him differently. Like it just, she was like, I just, it's so amazing. And I, I, it, those moments make me so grateful that not only did I have the opportunity and they believed in me. I mean, they didn't know. The producers had no idea if I could dance with two prosthetic legs, but that I believed in myself enough to not give up on myself when it got tough and that it can make such an impact in, in a huge way. And I know there's still a ton of ableism and I mean, there is a, a ton of limitations. The reality is, I mean, it is not easy living in this world with a disability. Like things are not always made for us. It's you've, we have to work harder than everybody else, to be honest, to kind of just do what everybody else does. We have to work hard on prosthetics and, you know, mobility equipment and, and all the stuff that it's not as easy for us, but, um, 
but the possibilities of what we can do is incredible. And if you have the right support, you know, and here I had Derek at this partner who helped me. And, and if you're willing to try, and if you're willing to literally move out of your comfort zone, um, the things that you can do and the places you can go is incredible. And that's what dance has done for me. And it's, it's something that I try to, I, I try to continue to incorporate just to remind myself of how good it feels to move your body. Um, it's so empowering. So I, I kind of challenge anybody who is listening to this or who reads this article to, you know, turn on your music and go dance and cry and laugh and move and just let that music flow through you. Like that's what dance is. It does. It's, you know, it's not just about like dancing in front of people. It's like dancing for yourself.